This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. We're going to be going over the Blues versus the Wild game today. The Blues in this game really needed to start some momentum out. They just beaten Buffalo Saturday, one to nothing. Great effort by Carter Hutton, late goal by Gunnarsson. And even though they won, they really didn't play that great. Buffalo really outplayed them in a lot of aspects of the game. But I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it again. A win's a win. doesn't matter who you beat as long as you beat them. So going into this wild game, the Blues really need to put a solid effort against a team. It's been playing much better. The Wild started out not so good this year, but Dubnik's really stepped up lately, and this team's been playing pretty good lately. They're getting timely scoring from all of their top guys. Koivu, Stahl, Dumba's been playing well. Felino's been playing well. Niederreiter's been playing well. And the Blues were going to have their hands full with this team. But with that being said, it would be the Blues that would get on the board first by a big goal by Jaden Schwartz. So nice to see Jaden back. And nice to see him scoring. In deep for Braden Shen. What a great acquisition he has been from the Philadelphia Flyers. Shen in control. Bowmeister up top. This way for Pareko with a big shot. He fought off and covered, but they score! Shannon Schwartz on the doorstep. Hard shot from Colton Pareko that Dubnik had a hard time handling, and he can fire the puck. There may be a discussion about whether or not the whistle went or not. Bowmeister makes a nice play of looking like he's going to shoot it. He plays it to Pareko. The puck is between the legs of Devin Dubnik. He's got the stop there, but it's between his legs. He feels like he's got it underneath them, but it is underneath the pads more than it is underneath the gloves. A big goal by Jaden Schwartz gets the Blues on the scoreboard first, just 45 seconds in. That would be Schwartz's 16th goal of the year. Pareko's 22nd assist. Bowmeister's second assist. And as I said, the Blues are up one to nothing. Hey, 45 seconds in, they look good, but not much longer after that. Some defensive breakdowns, some bad goals being let in. And by the time the first period was over, the Blues would be down 3-1. to Niederreiter in control. Tyler Ennis moving up on Joel Edmondson through the slot. There's Eric Stahl. Olofsson right off the goal post. Niederreiter scores! Nino Niederreiter gets to the loose change, and Minnesota roars right back. What a way to respond for the Minnesota Wild, a team that has struggled on the road, and they come back with that goal that just squeaks through the legs of Devin Dubnik. The first one goes off the pipe after Niederreiter makes a pass over to Tyler Ennis. Ennis stops on a dime and plays it late. One hand on his stick, boy, did Stahl do a nice job there. Looked like Stahl was going to handle the puck. He drew a man with him, played it right over there to Olsen, and this shot off the short side off the bar. Oh, boy, right off Niederreiter's face right there, and it's sitting loose at this point. Bortuzzo trying to help out Carter Hunt, who could not react after that puck. Went foot race, Marcus Foligno. Moving it this way, where it's swept along by Hunt. Oh, Hutton available. They score! Marcus Foligno never gave up on that play. Minnesota takes a 2-1 lead. 
Well, Devin Dubna makes a good save off that long, hard shot by Colton Pareko. Dubna hit one end with the right pad, and the Minnesota Wild bounce back now with consecutive goals after trailing 1-0 in the first minute of the game. Run along now by Ryan Suter. Mikhail Granlin with a head of steam. He hit that St. Louis line, supported by Miko Koivu. Through the slot, he scores! Miko Koivu, the Minnesota captain, dancing right through the slot, and the Wild have a 3-1 lead. Found a seam, but not many guys can snap the backhander like Koivu just did. I'm not trying to take away anything from the Wild. They played a very good first period. But the Blues actually outshot them 10-8. Too many defensive breakdowns. Too many bad goals let in. Carter Hutton would be pulled after this. Just not a good first period for the Blues. Started off looking very promising, but it ended up looking very bad. That first wild goal was scored by Nino Niederreiter, his 14th. Olofsson gets his third assist. Stahl gets his 25th assist. Two minutes, two seconds in, one to one. You know, the Blues didn't let anything go in until the 16 minute and 53 second mark. But Marcus Foligno got that second goal, his fifth of the year. Winnick gets his 10th assist, 2-1, to one, the Wild. Then they get another late goal from Miko Koyavu. And this guy's a good, good player. I don't know how he's only scored seven goals this year. But in this game, I thought he played very well. The Wild were on a power play. 18 minutes, 7 seconds in, he puts him up 3-1. to one. He gets assist from a great pass from Granlin. And then uh, Suter gets his 28th assist going out of the first period. It's three to one wild. The Blues need to recoup, come back, play like they did in the first 45 seconds of the game, and just tighten down on things, tighten down on mistakes. I say this time and time again mistakes, 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 inconsistency, inconsistency, inconsistency. And that's what the Blues have been this year. Would we get a better second period out of them? Not really, because the Wild will get two more goals one from Zucker and one from Dumba to make this game really bad at 5-1. to one. Ryan Suter angles out. It's a foot race won by Jake Allen ahead of Jason Zucker. Now he's caught. Brandlin, Zucker, out in front, he scores! A backhand shovel by Jason Zucker. And Minnesota has a 4-1 to one lead. Two backhand goals by the Minnesota Wild. And Zucker keeps this puck in because he's got speed. He anticipates where Jake Allen's going to play the puck. Allen doesn't stop it and settle it down. He swats at it here because of the speed of Zucker. Now it's kept in by Granlin. Zucker takes on the backhand, and Allen had lost his stick. The stick's down on the ice. You have a tendency to drop your hands when you've got no stick, especially, especially there on this situation. Block there by Stasty. Dumbas had some great success against the Blues lately. Jason Zucker to the outside. They score! Matt Dumba will leak it through Jake Allen. Five to one, Minnesota. Quick little pass right there. It looked like Zucker was going to fire that puck. He's right at the hash marks between the two circles. And instead, he decides to pass it over to the right-handed Dumba. I had just mentioned five points in his last five against the Blues. And this one found its way through the legs of Allen. It did indeed find its way through the legs of Allen. A lot of things were being through the goalies. In that game, uh, neither goalie played well. A lot of people like to rip on Allen. Some people rip on Hutton, but they mostly rip on Allen. But guys, neither goalie was good in this game. They just were not. And I know I've been standing up for Jake Allen lately, but he was bad in this game. But Carter Hutton was bad also. Two of those three goals he let in, he should have stopped. Just bad goaltending, 
bad defensive play, not getting enough quality opportunities in the offensive end, and the Blues find themselves down 5-1. to 5-1 to one after two periods. Minnesota outshot them, but damn, it was only 9-8 to eight that they outshot the Blues in the second period. Let's go ahead and go over those goals for Minnesota. I know Blues fans out there don't want to, but you got to. Minnesota played a pretty good game, regardless of the fact what the Blues did. Zucker gets his 22nd goal, played very, very well in this game, was all over the ice. Granlin gets his 28th assist. That first goal to make it 4-1 to one was 9 minutes, 45 seconds into the second. About eight minutes later, seven and a half, Matt Dumba, who played very good in that uh, last goal by Zucker but didn't get an assist, gets his 10th goal. Zucker gets an assist on this one, his 18th. Koivu gets an assist, his 21st. 16-19 of the second, the Blues are up. 16-19 of the second, Minnesota's up 5-1. to one. At this point, would you like the Blues to come back? Yeah, I think we all would. But I think realistically, we want them to show some heart. We want them to stop making some mistakes and at least show that they care. Well, they played much better in the third, I thought. In fact, they outshot Minnesota 19-3. to They locked it down defensively, and Jake Allen played pretty good in this third period, although he did let in a goal. But I thought overall the team played very well in the third period. But like I said, Jake Allen let in a goal to make it even worse at 6-1. to It was a power play goal. Eric Stahl would get his 23rd, and the Blues fall even further behind. Stahl, Spurgeon, they play catch. Stahl advancing, looking for the tip. Spurgeon plants this one wide, and maybe Allen got a piece of it. Now Eric Stahl resets. He'll advance his shot. Scores! It pinballs in. Eric Stahl finds a way. If it goes off the St. Louis player out in front, and the Wild pour it on. They have a 6-1 to lead. Well, the Wild doing a good job of spinning off the boards and going right to the net. Uh, the big left-hander, I mean, Stahl has a choice. He can go back to the right-handed defenseman, or he can keep the puck on his blade like he does right here, and he gets it beyond, oh, the right off the right leg of Gunnarsson, on the inside of the leg of Pareko, and into the empty net. The blowout continues. 6-1 to one power play goal. Eric Stahl early in the third, his 23rd goal of the year. Zach Parise gets his second assist. Spurgeon gets his 20th assist. Five minutes, five seconds in. The Blues are down 6-1. to one. Well, if you want to be positive, the Blues did play better in the third period by outshooting them so badly, 19-3. But really, it was a little too little, a little too late. And when the Blues did get an opportunity, Dubnik just stood tall. And like I said, he's been playing very good. He did allow one more goal. That goal would be from Dmitry Yashkin, 12 minutes, 36 seconds in. And the Blues got back to within four at 6-2. to two. Crosser. Trying to protect it, and now Stastny up top. It's Pareko. A wrister block. Yaskin a shot. Stopped again by Dupin. The rebound, and they score! Dimitri Yaskin got to it. Immediately, Alexander Steen looked up to the clock to see how much time's left. Pareko barely keeps that in. It's a shot that goes off. Wrong side of the body for Prosser. Yaskin was battling with him originally. There's the shot, maybe on the inside of the left part of his knee. Not sure, the leg anyway. And he just drops, and that leaves Dimitri Yashkin wide open right there. Yeah, Yashkin was open, and there's no doubt about it. He put the puck where he needed to. That would be Dimitri's fifth goal. Steen gets an assist, his 21st. Pareko gets an assist, his 23rd. 12 minutes, 36 seconds in. The Blues are back within four. And as Darren Pang said, Alex Steen looked up at the clock, 
I'm sorry, Alex. There's not many teams that are going to score four goals in seven minutes and 24 seconds. It just doesn't happen that often. I'm glad that you looked up, and I'm glad that you have that fire and passion. But with the way Minnesota was playing, even though I played them in the third, I didn't have a lot of faith the Blues were going to come back. Shots on goal, Minnesota 20, the Blues 37. That's right. Minnesota got six goals on 20 shots. Face-offs, the Blues dominated 62-38%. to 38%. The Blues were 0-3 for 3 on the power play. Minnesota was 2-3. for 3. Penalty minutes, 8 for the Blues, 8 for the Wild. The Blues were much more physical. They really beat on the Wild, especially in that third period. 25 hits for the Blues, 12 for the Wild. Blocks, the Wild were a little more aggressive than that, but not by much, 19-14. to 14. Giveaways, uh, the Wild only gave the puck up once. The Blues gave it up five times. So the Blues lose this one. Six to two. Tough home loss after being on the road and beating Buffalo one to nothing. Let's go ahead and get to the postgame interviews where we're going to hear from Petrangelo, Alex Steen, and of course Coach Mike on this tough loss to a central division rival. I wish I had an answer for you, Tom, but I don't. So goalie sat on their head for two months and then we do that to them. Just just disconnected all over the ace. How do you fix this? I mean, this, this has happened two times in the last four uh, you, play you play better at home. You prepare better, you play better at home and Simplify the game plan at home. Again, it's the same thing that we've talked about. It's too complicated at home and unpredictable. What consistencies are you seeing throughout these couple games at home like this? Well, mostly the puck movement support. It's really all it comes down to. A lot of the goals are from turnovers and um, coverage issues. So stuff we can fix, but we need to fix. It seems like when you have these games, when you get off to slow starts where things aren't working, they're just you can't get out of it. Yeah, I think we get up one nothing, and then we got loose with the puck and. Uh, a couple of odd bounces, but we got to find a way to grab those. I mean, I don't know. It's, we just got better starts with me, and got to find a way to really take teams out of the game, especially at home. Alex, at this point in the season, should you be concerned about this, that we're talking about these uh, issues well, this late in the year? There's a lot, big week for us divisionally, and we've got a lot of games here against divisional opponents. So um, we have to respond no matter what these next two games. It's they're too big too big of a week for us, too big of points for us not to. It's kind of what you're going to see now down the stretch, this is where the game's starting to tighten up and, and you're not going to get anything for free. It's all about what you, uh, what you earn and tonight they earned more than we did. What does it say about this team that you keep having these games where you have a lack of urgency at a time when you would think urgency would be foremost on everyone's mind? Yeah, I think uh, you know, you're right. It's um, right now, I think the preparation to get um, to be ready for this type of schedule that we're going to see now moving forward. I mean, it's it's all uh, mostly divisional games, and, and these are going to be uh, extremely important points, every single one going down the stretch. And, and um, from an urgency standpoint, that was not uh, acceptable tonight. Alex, is this discouraging considering maybe you thought you had your kick in the butt after the Arizona game for it to happen so quickly here again? Is like what? Um, the urgency is, you know, you figure it was a kick in the butt after the Arizona game for it to happen so quickly again. Is that discouraging? Not discouraging. I think disappointing. But, you know, we have the games we have left and, you know, we um, we got to focus on, on next game and then mentally preparing for what's ahead now. And this is... Like I said, this is gonna. This is when the things start to tighten up, and it's a lot harder. It's 
you have to earn every little bit of every inch out there and and um, you know when when you play a team that is earning it and you're not it's this is what happens and it's you know it falls on myself I got to be better here and and make sure that we uh, we turn this around ASAP but it, as, as one of the leaders is I mean words will only take you so far now right I mean is it more yeah. action than, than yeah words? now it's all about what we do on the ice nine out of 12 against the central how do you even stay in this thing if you're you know playing like this well we're not going to play like this well we had a good start you know we score a goal early um disappointed in uh in the urgency and the little things that uh, that that allowed them to to score and and obviously grab the lead and, and extend the lead um but that's obviously you know there's plenty of hockey you want to see some fight at that point and uh and so, yeah, I can't, I can't say that uh, that I disagree. We, I, you know, I think that we needed to see some more. Um, obviously, you use the word fight. There's, there's lots of different things that you could do. Um, could be some hits. Could be, you know, just the pushback that uh, that we needed more of. How concerning is it at a time like this when you would think urgency? You're well, you're, you're always concerned. You're always concerned. Um, you know, we've been. You know, I I want to make sure that I'm careful because obviously you're emotional right now after the game. I think we won five of our last six before this game, uh, but you know it's you, you're coming into these games, division games, teams that are chasing you, teams you want you want to catch. I mean, you've you've got to have a mindset that you've got to fight for every inch on the ice, and I don't think that we had that tonight. Mike, is there something that can set this is happening? In your house too. Yeah, we can't. We can't. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's just that's. That's disturbing. That's that's disappointing that uh, that we're coming out and and you know the, the turnovers that we had in the first period. They, instead of making it hard on them and 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 making it a really tough uh, night, we 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 didn't do that. We made it easy and we allowed them to um, to get going. And so yeah, that's uh, that's something we got to fix. Obviously. When it happens once, it happens twice, maybe even three times. That's one thing that happened throughout the season. But yeah. What can you do? Well, we keep, you know, obviously we got to started meeting already, and we've got to address it tomorrow. And um, you know, I'd like to tell you that I've got I've got the answer, uh, but the answer's got to come from within, from within the locker room, and and obviously our leaders are going to have to set the example. Um, and it's it's it comes from those guys first and foremost, and we got to make sure that you know our job as coaches to make sure that everybody's on board. The, the Buffalo game, even though you won it, was that any kind of precursor? No, no. I, I mean, a win's a win. I don't. I don't think it's fair that you know. I know. They, I know. Anaheim went to overtime with them tonight. So, and they beat some good teams lately. So to say that uh, that we weren't any good against them, I don't think that that's fair. We won the game, and we got a shutout. So you have to do some pretty darn good things to do that. We could have been better, um, but. Uh, but bottom line is we, we weren't good enough tonight. That's that's my focus. A couple of players talked about preparation and maybe that wasn't there for this game. Yeah. Can you sense that or is there any 
Well, yeah. it's hard to know that you can't gauge that. It, I thought we had a really good practice yesterday. Uh, we chose to go optional this morning. We talked about, uh, you know, as far as the weekend that we have coming up and we thought we had a good hard 50 minute practice yesterday. So that was the right thing to do. But that that's a that's a mental preparation that, you know, you can't get inside the players heads and, and force them to, to think about the game and force them to do the little things. Uh, you can talk about that, but it's that's up to them. And um, you know, obviously, not trying to, not trying to take ourselves out of it. It's our, it's our job ultimately. It's always, it's always up to us. But players have to prepare individually, and um, and so we got to be ready to go. I mean, you're not going to win all your games, but these these valleys, they're so deep. They got to be maddening. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I don't know if it's a six-two game tonight. Um, so again, I want to be careful. I want to watch the video. Uh, but still, obviously, you know, no question, we weren't good enough to win. Coach Mike is dead on. The Blues were not good enough to win in zero aspects of the game. Offensively, defensively, goaltending. They were subpar in every single aspect. Now, some of the goals were caused by the lack of defense, the lack of players being in the right position to defend, guys standing around. I still don't get it about this team. There are times this team is all over the ice. They're defending the puck. They're attacking the guys when the other teams in theirs in the offensive zone, they're helping out their goaltender. They're getting the puck out quick. And in other games, it looks like they're out there in a pickup game on a pond, or it looks like they're out there in practice. This needs to change. And I, I got to take something with that comment by Alex Steen when he said that when the, the, the reporter asked him, Hey, what do you guys do? How are you even in this? You guys are nine and 12 against the central division. How are you in this? What are you going to do? Well, we're not, we're not going to play like this. Well, I'm sorry, Alex, you are playing like this. In a lot of games, you are playing subpar. And I don't understand it. The Blues have talent. Are they the top team in the league, lines one through four? No. But they've got two very good lines. A third line that's not too bad. It's average. A fourth line that's an average fourth line. So you've got two average lines in three and four. You've got two supposed very good lines in one and two. As long as you have that going in the playoffs and in most games, if they play up to their potential, if they play the game plan. And another thing I understand about Alex Petrangelo saying that they're not playing the, 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 the game plan at home. Isn't the game plan similar to when you're on the road? I know that there's differences when it comes to face-offs, who you can have out there in the lineup, what the other team puts out on the ice. I know it's a little different strategy, but I would think your overall game plan as a team would be very similar. I know you got to change it up a little bit for each team, but this team needs to get consistent. They need to stop making the mistakes. Once they do that, they're going to be more competitive. And, you know, I want them to score, but if they win games two to one, two to nothing, one to nothing, it's a win. Would I like it to be four to nothing, five to nothing, three to nothing? Sure, I would love that. And they're going to have to have some games like that. They have to. I'm hoping they can have those games like that coming up against the Avalanche on Thursday and then that next game going to Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I believe, is 20 wins, three losses, and two ties at home this year. They have the best home record in the whole NHL. That's going to be a tough game. But like I said, if the Blues play their game against the Avalanche and they play their game against Winnipeg, they can beat any team. I have a feeling that they're going to break out of this of this goal drought. I really do. I think in one of those games, 
they're going to get a couple goals and maybe five, six goals. I don't know. But I think in one of those games, and I think it would probably be the um, Avalanche game, they're going to score five or six goals. The Avalanche have a lot of weaknesses that the Blues can can take. Yeah, they're a fast team. They're a young team. But they make mistakes when it comes to defending. I've been watching them lately, and they can make a lot of mistakes in their end when they're not on, just like the Blues do. So they've got a good opportunity to get these two games against the Avalanche on Thursday and Winnipeg on Friday, but it's going to be tough on the Blues with Winnipeg on Friday. Tough place to play. But if they play their game, the Blues can beat them. I don't know who will start on goal, uh, you know, in these two games. I have a feeling that they're going to switch off. They're probably going to do uh, Carter Hutton on Thursday, I would imagine, and then most likely Jake Allen on Friday. You know, I know a lot of people are ripping Jake Allen after this game, but guys, please don't. This was a team loss. This was a total team loss. When Jake plays bad, I'll call him out. When Carter Hutton plays bad, I'll call him out. They let in some bad goals in this game, sure. But overall, a lot of those goals were led to the fact the Blues couldn't get the puck out of their end. They weren't defending properly. They weren't taking the body. They were doing too much standing around. So let's go ahead and move on from that. And hopefully the Blues will have some good games coming up here. If you haven't got tickets for the Blues Avalanche game, please get down there. If not, stay at home, have a few frosty beverages, have some good food, some hot wings, anything that you like, some uh, beanie weenies or what do they call those barbecue weenies? I don't know anymore. But enjoy the Blues games. We've got a team here, guys, that has a potential to be very good. They're just not playing well. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this game recap of the Blues versus the Wild. Join me next time for the several game recaps where I'll give you my opinions, go over the highlights, and we'll talk about anything going on within the NHL. There's so much going on with the refs, how some of these bad calls are happening, just like the one in Boston for the Blues. The NHL really needs to step that up, and I'm hoping we don't run into that in the next couple games. But the, with the way things are, I wouldn't doubt it. Until next time, I've been your host, Lance Descott. This has been The Drop. Stay healthy, stay happy, have a great rest of your week, and let's go Blues. This has been The Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.